This is the Visual Developers Podcast with your hosts, Lacey Kessler, Matt Varghese, and Ben Parker. Interviews, no-code reviews, tutorials, and more, we're here to talk about all things no-code. Hey everybody, Ben here with Visual Dev FM. Uh, I'm not joined by either of my co-hosts today, but... Uh, I do have the pleasure of interviewing Chris from JetBoost. Uh, welcome, Chris, to the podcast. We're glad to have you. Hey, thanks, Ben. I will uh, try to do my best to fill in for Matt and Lacey. I know that's some big shoes to fill. <laughs> no, no, you got this. He's, uh, we won't have to deal with them fighting while we have our conversation. Um, right, and you also little... won't get Lacey flipping you off on camera either while because uh, that happens sometimes. So, Oh, no. <laughs> I'm missing out. Yeah, I'm, I'm calling people out. They're not even here to defend themselves. Sorry, man. <laughs> Sorry, Lacey. Uh, no, but we're excited to have you. Uh, we, uh, To those listening, Chris has been on our list as someone to interview for a long time, and we are thoroughly incompetent at scheduling. I think we've said this a few times on the podcast. We're just terrible at it. Uh, but we finally uh, got a Chris booked and on the calendar, and man, we're excited you're here. Chris uh, is from JetBoost, jetboost.io. Chris Bill, first of all, Chris is one of the nicest humans I've ever met. Uh, I'll just go ahead and say that like wow. right up front. Uh, <laughs> but also bu- uh, builds one of the coolest tools that I know as a Webflower. I rely on it, and you probably rely on it too, and that's JetBoost, using it for filtering. And I know that you had a product comparison tool that came that came out. Of, so I've got all kinds of questions. So, uh, But before we get there, how about just take a moment to introduce yourself, tell people about your background, how you got into this. Not only, I, you, know, you were a developer before you got into no-code, but like, how'd you get into development? How did you get into no-code? What did that look like? Yeah, I mean, I think that was a more than generous introduction. Uh, I, like you said, before I got into no-code, into Webflow, I w- worked as a software developer for a number of years. Uh, and Eventually, I let's see. It was in 2019. A friend of mine built a job board using Webflow, and he was not a developer. He had never written a line of code in his life, and created this fully functioning job board using Webflow, um, using Zapier, a few other no-code tools. And I was just completely blown away. Uh, you know, as a dev- I, I hadn't been paying attention to the no-code space. I hadn't. Even I don't think I'd even heard of no code at that point. I hadn't heard of Webflow at that point, and I was just like, "Oh, the <laughs> the the tools have evolved." Um, and <laughs> I I immediately jumped into Webflow, started looking into it, started using it, and I was just so completely impressed by it. Yeah, I love it. I mean, that's uh, what year was that? That Do was uh, be- that was beginning of twenty nineteen. Nice. I remember when I found Webflow in 20, I found it in 2014 and I thought this can't be real. And I remember <laughs> I, I was building websites for schools at the time and I built my first website from start to finish in under two hours or two and a half hours. Um, and having a background in coding, it just really clicked for me. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is, this is magic. Uh, Surely they can't get away with doing this. Uh, this is this is wild, uh, and loved it. So it sounds like you had a similar experience. How? Yeah. How did? I, oh, oh, go ahead. I, I think that's one of the keys with Webflow is that it, it was the first visual tool I'd used uh, to build for the web that wasn't just you know drag and drop 
and play stuff on the canvas, you know, anywhere, sort of everything's absolutely positioned. It was, you know, here's this visual layer on top of HTML, on top of CSS, uh, and it 100% sticks to using just the the underlying technology. And that, to me, was the what, what really set Webflow apart. It was magic. I mean, uh, I remember... <laughs> I remember, you know, I I'd written a lot of code. I'd created a lot of WordPress themes. I'd built in Dreamweaver and Microsoft front page and all those, you know. And then you had the WYSIWYG editors of the time that were coming out and people were building with them and you get spaghetti code. And this was when I found it, it was before the CMS. And I remember I had to integrate it into my CMS. And I remember exporting the code and just like, you know, crossing my fingers, hoping that it would be, you know, what I wanted it to be. And it was so clean. And I just remember thinking, like, uh, somebody has cracked the barrier of what it means to, like, abstract this whole process. Because it was just, uh, it was beautiful. Um, it's, what, it's what hooked me. Um, it's, fun, it's fun to hear other people have that same experience. So, Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. And for myself, with a, a coding background, another, I would say, plus of Webflow was just the fact that if there were things you needed to do that weren't available in the platform, you could add your own custom code. And uh, it was actually what I ended up doing for my friend's job board site was he had, you know, this list of jobs on the page, but there was no way to quickly search through the jobs uh, and kind of find the one that you were looking for, maybe by title, maybe by position. Uh, And so I wrote some custom JavaScript for him. It searched the list and, we put it on a site and I thought, okay, that's cool. Like now I'm going to go back to, you know, working on what I'm working on at the time. Uh, and over the next six months, he kept sending more and more people to me that were building sites on Webflow, whether they were job boards or other directory type sites uh, that use the Webflow CMS. And they, you know, came to realize, hmm, there's no easy way to search these uh, CMS items. There's no easy way to filter them. And, Eventually, I, I did a few more of those by hand, and then I thought, okay, well, like maybe there's a way I can create some sort of like no-code add-on tool for Webflow that allows anyone to do it um, for their Webflow site. I love it. I remember um, when I was hand-coding sites and I was exporting Webflow code, I had a bunch of lists I needed to filter. I used ListJS or something similar and was, mm-hmm. you know, again, hand-coding it. And I remember I had put together a clonable on it and I had it out for so people could like still use it, whatever. And I think I'd used a couple different uh, libraries and I had one that I had built myself and someone was like, you should try JetBoost. It filters. I'm like, I've got my own clone. Like why I can write the code. Why would I use JetBoost? Um, and then I tried JetBoost and oh my gosh. Uh, first of all, I want to say, I don't know. Uh, the tool is just phenomenal. So I have like a lot of questions because <laughs> well, you're, you. you're a developer, you have a background in development. Did you do all the design on your own too? Did you team with somebody on that? Uh, because your onboard experience, is, I think we've talked about on this podcast before, but it's just, it's very fun. And Matt, like when I, when I set up JetBoost, I literally like, I smile. I like turn on happy music. It's a fun time. Like the animations, <laughs> it's just so easy. Like where did that come from? Was that... I mean, you did a wonderful job with it. Yeah, well, thank you. I, I truly appreciate that. Uh, it was 
you know, it, it was really a, just an iterative process. Like the, I, I think I've got an old video somewhere of the first version of JetBoost and it's like embarrassing to go back and look at it. Uh, so really it was just, you know, as people signed up for the tool and tried to use it, they would get stuck at various points. And, uh, so a lot of that was figuring out where they got stuck and, and how to get them past that and how to streamline things. And, uh, there, there was actually a very short lived second version of the interface. Uh, I spent a couple months working on it, released it. And then within days, I mean, support queue was just flooded with people who didn't understand the new interface, who, you know, said it, it was it just like was confusing. It didn't make sense. And fortunately, when your customer base uh, tends to be a lot of designers, there was one person in particular who wrote in and basically with like a screenshot of the crappy V2 interface and sort of like red penned, like X'd out, like different UI elements, move things around and said like, this is what you should do. And honestly, that's basically what JetBoost looks like today is, is based on the, the design critique from one of the JetBoost customers. That's incredible. I love, I love stories like that. And I love hearing like, I just think it's so fun hearing stories from people and founders who like hear their community or hear their folks say something and they really act on that. I just, I love that. Um, and so that's, that's really fun. No, I, I will say like the onboard experience for me, I is one of my favorite things. Um, like just the way you set it up. <laughs> I, I don't try to find the approachable. It makes it so approachable. Um, and I think that's of all the tools out there that you can use to like filter or whatever. I really feel like yours just makes it so simple uh, for somebody. I mean, anytime I talk to somebody who they're like, I have never done this before. I'm like, oh, my gosh, let me tell you about JetBoost <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it's about to make your life a whole lot easier. Uh, but I love it. And then you've sort of you've given. I spent. uh You've given them superpowers. I spent an inordinate amount of time uh, trying to build a product hunt clone when I first found Webflow. This was like 2000, again, 2014, 2015. And I figured out how to do it with the API and Zapier and some JavaScript and local storage and uh, a whole lot of duct tape and bubble gum holding it all together. Uh, and I, I even have I have an article on the Webflow blog that talks about how to do it. So if you want to read it, folks, I'll put the link in the show notes. But you don't even really need that anymore because Chris added that into JetBoost too, like the ability to favorite items. And I love that it interacts with Member Stack or you know if people don't have Outsetta. accounts. I'm assuming you're just using locals. Yeah, Alceta, uh, local storage, some of those pieces. And so I I love how easy you make that process. Where did where did that come from? Because when you added that, I was just like, all of our lives just got seven times better. Yeah, it's it's really just been listening to JetBoost customers, people using the product uh, for a long time. The core of JetBoost has been solving the the search, the filter, the sorting. I mean, this is a problem that I would say pretty much anyone using the Webflow CMS runs into eventually. Um, because as your content grows, you do want users to be able to easily find that via different filters or via sorting or whatever. Um, so that, that's been our core for a long time, but we have tried to branch out, uh, like you saw with the, uh, the favoriting product. So 
just make it super easy to solve this this one particular use case um, where people want to be able to have content on their page with like like buttons or thumbs up or uh, even as you said, create a product hunt clone and you can use this the same um, the same tool that we offer to do like upvoting. Uh, and that all just came about from listening to our customers saying, Hey, it would be cool if we could do this, or I'm building this site, but running into this problem. Um, and then trying to take those things, package them up nicely, make it super easy for anyone to install, um, and, and go from there. So I do have a question for you, um, and you might not want to answer this, or or because you did you did talk about this, and I know uh, there are people probably wondering. So your friend with the job board was that Corey Haynes? Yes. Okay. Swipe files, folks. By the way, if you're interested, we'll put the link in the show notes. It's very cool, um, very cool product. And then another question, and you don't have to answer if you don't want, but. Uh, was it Noah who reached out with the design help? Uh, it was not actually, uh, but uh-huh. Noah had, Noah was an early JetBoost customer. This is a uh, Noah Raskin. Uh, he's been, yeah. you know, prolific Webflow designer for a long time, uh, and eventually he did reach out to me uh, with some interest in joining the JetBoost team, uh, and so he came on board uh, almost about almost a year ago now. Uh, and he's been working with me on JetBoost since then. Um, and he's just a phenomenal talent as far as helping people who get stuck with JetBoost or have Webflow questions. I mean, I would say probably half of our support is more Webflow related than JetBoost related, just due to the complexities yeah. with the way the, uh, the way the products interact. And he's just, uh, he, he, he's excellent at answering those questions, putting the time in, making videos for people. Uh, it's, it's really amazing. And then he also has the design experience, the, the Webflow design experience, the product design experience. And so, uh, you know, since last year, we've made a number of improvements to the JetBoost UI UX, uh, specifically that he has designed and, and working with him has just been incredible. I love it. I love hearing that. I think he's an awesome person, and I uh, love that he's working with you there. I just think that's so cool. So I had to yeah. ask because I was just re- I was really curious. Um, <laughs> I was really curious. Uh, so yeah, when when you when you look back, uh, what? Because it's been a journey, and you know there's still much ahead, which I'm going to get there. But like when you look back, like I think about uh, things that I've shipped. And there are moments that it really hit me like, oh, this was a thing. Like this kind of hit uh with people. What was the what was the moment where you were like, oh, this this could be a th- like this really is gonna be a thing. Like I know like I got sent enough things, I made it into a product, yeah, that was one thing, but like to the point where like, you have employees that are building this tool, like where was the point where you were like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be a, uh, something that's real. Yeah, no, that's a that's a great question. Uh, so, for some context, uh, I officially launched the what I would call the MVP of JetBoost uh, in October of 2019, and strangely enough, Ben from MakerPad was the first customer. 
so shout out to him. <laughs> I will always uh, be in debt for him for having some faith. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so, you know, it was, I, I was, I launched it kind of as a side thing. I was working for a client at the time. I was doing some consulting work on my own. Uh, and it was, you know, it was slow going for a few months, just trying to, you know, to have people try it out, uh, to put together some demo sites, to, uh, you know, see what it was doing well, what needed work. And, uh, I actually, so I went to the, the, what I feel like is now the famous no code conf of 2019, uh, only because Duncan from MemberStack and, your esteemed co-host Lasty uh, convinced me to go because I was like, well, you know, Jetboost, there was like four people, four sites using it at the time. Uh, I was like, this isn't really a thing. Like, I shouldn't go to this no-code <laughs> conf. And I'm, I'm so glad they convinced me. Yeah. Yeah. What, and I, so I met you there. Uh, we went yeah. and got food uh, I know. together. Uh, uh, that was a fun night. Um, but yeah, yeah I to, can't lie. Does not shock me that Lacey uh, talked anybody into going. That seems <laughs> right on, right like par for the course. Um, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. So, so to actually answer your question as to when it, you know, seemed like it could be a real thing. Uh, strangely enough, you were very involved in this. I don't know if you know this or not. Oh no, <laughs> I did not know this. <laughs> yes. So, uh, you know, the, the growth started to pick up at the beginning of 2020. More people started using it, but it was yeah. still, uh, I still wasn't sure, like, is could this be something that I just work on full time and, uh, you know, stop consulting? And March of 2020, you know, obviously pandemic hit. Uh, a lot of, you know, brick and mortar businesses closed down or went to delivery only. And you and Matt put out a clonable site, uh, okforok.com, uh, to help people find local restaurants that were open that were doing delivery and it was for for Oklahoma for for your town um and you used Jetboost and from there i mean that project i feel like kind of went viral like it, it really took off a, a lot of uh you know people in the webflow community which i think is one of the greatest online communities there is um you know, they, they cloned your project. They wanted to build it to uh, build a similar directory to help their city, their town. Uh, and so that gave a ton of exposure to Jetboost. Uh, we also, you know, Webflow was doing some freebies at the time, uh, you know, discounts and stuff for, for COVID-19. And so we kind of followed suit and did the same thing. Uh, but a lot of those people, that, that was... Uh, their first exposure to Jetboost, uh, to to using it, to setting up filtering and and sorting with it, and um, you know that 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 really did change. Uh, I would say how I felt about where Jetboost was headed, and uh, it gave me the confidence to actually quit consulting and and start working on it full time. But yeah, I'm I'm forever grateful for you guys for that. Oh, I did not know that. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that site was fun to build, and um, I, we won't take all the credit. Webflow, again, and the community just did such an amazing job in response to that. Um, Matt and I built the clonable, but Webflow boosted that for us um, a little bit because we were on a webinar with them, uh, mm. I think, that, uh, and talked about that, but also talked about Matt and I also built a free template um, for business owners I'm putting the template store uh, for folks who 
you know, as business owners might need a template to get started. Um, and that was, I just remember being so tired because there was so much stuff happening. Uh, but it was, it was so, uh, it was so good to be a part of that. But that's really interesting. That, that site did, uh, locally too and, and, uh, regionally kind of, uh, Matt and, Matt Dice inbox were filled with DMs for people were like, how, how do I, I want it to do this. Can I make it look like this? Will you help me with mine? And uh, it's fun. So that's fun that that, that kind of helped kick things off. What's the, what, like, is there a, is there a site where you're like, holy wow. Like are, maybe you can't talk about it, but are there sites out there where you're like, oh my gosh, these companies started using JetBoost. And I'm like, what, uh, do you have any of those like, mind-blowing uh experiences or sites that you think about yeah i mean there's there's been a few over time i if, if you go to our homepage jetboost.io like you'll see some of the companies using it honestly the the one that blew my mind the most was when webflow themselves started using it uh on a few different pages uh the the experts directory the integrations directory uh, there's a few other sites as well. And I was just the first time I was like, wait, someone from Webflow reached out to me and I, I was like, wait, you guys are using this on a, on a real Webflow page. <laughs> like that's incredible. Cause you know, I, I didn't know a lot of people at Webflow when I first started it and I wasn't sure how JetBoost was going to be received. Is this, you know, there wasn't really anything else like it at the time that was so, directly built for Webflow. Um, you know, there are obviously other products that worked with Webflow, but they also work with other platforms. I mean, JetBoost was specifically, this is for Webflow. It's only ever going to be for Webflow. And I didn't know if that was going to be taken, you know, negatively or uh, sort of like, why are you building this stuff sort of unofficially <laughs> on top of, uh, you know, the, the APIs that exist, but not like sort of an official plugin marketplace or app store or anything like that. Um, but fortunately, yeah, once, once Webflow started yeah. using it, I was like, okay, it's, it must be okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's always this weird thing when you build on top of a product and it's not like they have a developer platform available yet. Right. It's always like, Ooh, like we talked to square kicker not too long ago. And it's like, are you going to make Squarespace matter? Or are they going to be okay with it? Like you just, mm-hmm. you don't know, but uh, I think people love your product. And, and uh, for those folks listening, like some of the logos that are on that page are Mapbox, mural, uh, DoorDash. Like, uh, I don't remember all of them, Chris, you'll have to, uh, yeah, no, you'll have to kick in some, <laughs> but like, it's, it's wild. Um, just how much your product has grown and, and how much it's, it's changed since since you released it because so talking about future like it started with like filtering sorting sorting you did favoriting um you have pagination um now you have you have auto archiving of cms items which is really cool um and then today you tweeted about product comparison uh, can you talk to us a little bit about what that like? What what is it that you were talking about today? Like, what, what can people expect out of this? Yeah, I mean, this is an excellent example of Webflow users, JetBoost users, you know, coming to us and saying, "Hey, we're we're trying to do this," and uh, so in this case, they're trying to build product comparison pages, and they were using the JetBoost favoriting as basically a way t- for a user to. You know, in a list of products, I want to select this one, and I want to select this one, and I want to select this one. 
And you can kind of do that. You, you could kind of before today do that with JetBoost favoriting. Um, but there were some, it, it wouldn't have been the best UI or, or UX. There was no way to. So one of the big features we added uh, as, a, as a power up for the, the favoriting product was you can now set a limit. So um, I want a user to only be able to favorite or in this case, select up to three products. Uh, and, and then we show the list of those three side by side. And, you know, what the, the, one of the great things about JetBoost is all the design is still done in Webflow. So you can design the product compare grid, however you want to, uh, you can design the products list, the, the compare buttons, all of the UI pieces are designed in Webflow. Um, and we just provide the, the logic that powers it, um, the, the functionality. So yeah, we, we released a, a couple just, uh, small power-ups, uh, today that really enable this use case. And, uh, it's just, it's always awesome to be able to email customers that have reached out in the past and, and be like, yeah, the thing you asked for, like you can do it now. So those are the funnest, as someone who worked in support, those are the funnest emails to send. Like when someone yeah. was asked about something and then you had to circle back with that person and say, like, hey, by the way, remember that thing we talked about when you were asking about, well, it's real now. Uh, you can do that. Uh, gosh, so fulfilling. It's so fulfilling. That feels really good. Um, well, I mean, this wouldn't be the Visual Dev FM podcast if I didn't like needle you a little bit and ask about, like, what else is on the roadmap? Like, are there things that are coming from JetBoost that we should be keeping an eye out on? Well, I'm a longtime listener of this podcast, and every time you've ever been asked about what's going on the Webflow roadmap, uh, you get awfully silent, so... (laughs) (laughs) Fair. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. I, I clam up. I clam up. That is 100% true. Uh, yeah. 100% true. Uh, I had to ask. I, I won't go into specifics, but I will say we are working on, uh, I would say, our biggest new product uh, in probably over a year. Uh, so it's going to be just a, a completely new product. And we'll, of course, work with all of our existing products as well. Uh, we, we like everything in our ecosystem to play nicely together, to just, you know, just work. Uh, and so, yeah, I, 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 I want to give more away. I I really do. Uh, No, Um, I totally understand. I I will say it is an integration with a product that is used pretty commonly with Webflow. Um, it's again, it's something that we, I've spoken to a number of JetBoost customers that, they, their clients need this. They're looking to build sites with this. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be a fun one for sure. I can't wait. And I hereby volunteer myself to be one of the alpha beta users, whatever you need <laughs> awesome. to test it out. I'll keep it really quiet. I won't say anything on this podcast about it. Um, no, I love it. I love it. I, I want to pick your brain a little bit too, like while you're here uh, and talk about being a founder um, being somebody who started a product, I think, first of all, I, I I love your demeanor. I just feel like every time I talk to you, you're so calm. Uh, and I'm sure there's turbulence in the waters at times, but it really feels like you just have so much steel and, uh, and determination 
when it comes to like building this product. There are people who listen to this show all the time who write us about the things that they're building, the products they're trying to launch. Um, what advice can you give people who are in those shoes, who are who have an idea and they're not sure how to go forward? Like, what do you say to folks like that? Yeah. Well, f- first, let me say. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm glad it comes off that way because, uh, you know, there, there have been tough times for sure. And I, the, I, I can count at least five times where I've thought about quitting or, or wanted to quit, uh, working on jet boost and, uh, yeah. you know, re- really tough times. Uh, even, you know, we're talking like past the point where, you know, I mentioned the, the okay for okay site that you guys did, like that was a great boost for jet boost. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, but you know, even later that year, even last year, like there, there were times where it was just like, man, this is, this is hard. It's hard, uh, building great products, supporting them, um, maintaining them, you know, all, every, everything that goes along with, uh, being a founder and, and hi- hiring has been, uh, a real challenge at times and, and something that I've had to really level up on myself, um, so yeah, it's just like, it's, it's, it's nonstop learning. And at some point you just have to be okay with the fact that it's, it's never going to get easy. That's what I've learned. I, I think that's probably the biggest lesson I've learned. It's, it's always been like, okay, if we, you know, if we hit this revenue milestone, then things are going to start feeling easy. Or if I hire this person and now they're handling this role, like now things are going to start to feel easy. And with, with every new level that you reach, there's just, there's new challenges. So. I can't even begin to imagine, uh, it, like what a journey it has to be. I, I love that you taught, you touched on hiring uh, as someone. I've done a lot of that. Like, uh, I still firmly am a thousand percent believe that like your team, your company is really a product of your hiring and it's about having the right people in the door. So I, I'd love to hear that. I think it's, and with Noah being there, obviously, uh, that's, uh, and, and, and that's, that's awesome. I, I love it. I love hearing those sorts of things. I, I also love the, I love, I love the honesty. So, are you saying you have imposter syndrome from time to time, Chris? Oh, a hundred percent. I probably more than from time to time. <laughs> I like to describe it to people. It's like having crippling uh, imposter syndrome. It's like every day, you know, you you deal with it. You're like, oh, should I should I be here? Do I belong? Um, but I love that you've persevered. I, I think. Again, I love using your product. Uh, I love putting it on my both sites. I think it's a very uh, clean product. It's easy to use. And again, for people who are just getting started, it's so approachable. So I, I love that you've stuck with it. Um, when it comes to the business side of things, because that's a very different thing to navigate. For folks, again, who are listening, I always like to hear people's perspectives. Like, what are the books that you would recommend people dive into what are the courses like what are like marketing finance like how to think of being a leader like what are the things that come to mind for you that you're like oh if you're listening like i wish i would have found this like the first few months i had started jet boost like what are those what are those things for you yeah i think that is a really good question um you know, just the the first one that comes top to top of mind, and we already mentioned it, is swipe files uh, from my buddy Corey. And <laughs> not just saying that because he's my friend. It's 
He is one of the most talented marketers that I've ever met, um, particularly, I mean, we're talking like SaaS marketing in particular. Uh, and I've learned so much from him. I've learned so much from his community, which is at Swipe Files, his courses. Uh, so that I, I probably would not have started JetBoost without, um, you know, being able to lean on him for some early ideas and, and tips on how to spread the word. Um, cause otherwise I would have just built a product and told nobody about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sort of the worst at hyping up my own work. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not good at that. I'm the worst freelancer. I'm not good at, at, Pursuing the check, and I'm not good at uh, promoting myself. Uh, those are two things I, I've never enjoyed about that whole world. Uh, it's just not fun. Not fun at all. At least for me. Like, well, I like hands-on keyboard. Let me build something. Like, oh, that's really refreshing and exciting. Uh, the other parts, I'm like, oh, that's scary and terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> it's just like it doesn't come naturally to me. And, you know, it sounds like you you either. So, yeah, that's one of those things that I've had to really just try to get more comfortable with over time. Yeah. Um, I mean, even things like, uh, you know, doing interviews or I, I give a talk at one of the Webflow um, online conferences like that was terrifying. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> it, it really well, you did was so great. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just like practice and, uh, give it a shot and it's, it's better to have tried than, uh, you know, not tried at all. So. Uh, I love it. And I think if you're listening, I hope that sticks with you. It's better to have tried, uh, and given it, given it a go. Like if you've got your idea, if there's something that you're wanting to build, do not hesitate, you know, let it go. Uh, and give it a shot. That's part of the fun of no code tools is you can do it without a lot of investment and um, and kind of get rolling. Well, is there? I mean, as we wrap up here, is there anything that you want to plug? Like, where can people find you online? Um, anything else that you want to mention? Is there a question you wished I would have asked that you're like, hey? Or is there a question you want to ask? Like, I I don't know. Like you you tell me. Yeah, I mean, there is a ton I could ask you about Webflow, but I don't know if I'm going to get any <laughs> answers out of you. <laughs> That's the brick wall. Brick wall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think like how I can sort of squeeze some answers out of you as far as, <laughs> you know, so one thing people ask me all the time is, uh, is, is what if Webflow builds those features that, that JetBoost offers? Um, and honestly to yeah. that, I say like, it can, it certainly can happen and it, probably benefits the Webflow community if it does end up just natively inside the Webflow product. Um, but man, I've been working on search and filtering and sorting and pagination, like you said, for two and a half years. And I understand why, even though it's one of the most requested Webflow features that it's has not been built because it sounds like the, the, the simple cases are simple, but there are so there's there's so much complexity uh, when you start mm. combining multiple filters and different uh, you know uh, CMS types and and just there's different UI elements and and all these things and you know that's obviously not to say that that the Webflow team can't build that because they certainly can um, but 
I always get frustrated. I would say on behalf of the Webflow team, when people say, like, why doesn't this exist? This is so easy. This is so simple. And I'm like, it's actually not. You clearly have not built software. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. It, those, are, those are hard, you know, and I always try to be really kind with people. Uh, but like, you know, even as I help a customer, it, it's, it's funny because you can help a customer with a problem and they're, it they're encountering something challenging. And the answer is for what's for me, simple five lines of JavaScript. And for them, it's, you know, insurmountable. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, you try to like steer them in the right direction to give them sort of a pattern to follow or like, hey, go look at this forum post because your answer is there and. Um, you know, but people struggle with that and it's just a small integration. They're like, and then building the software is so easy. It's like, <laughs> there's, it doesn't get easier. It just gets more complex. I mean, yours was just a marketing site with this simple calculator. And that was really, really hard and such a lift. Uh, imagine everything that goes into, to building uh, a software product. And, uh, you know, I think the other thing I try to tell people too, and you can probably, you talk about hard times, but these past two years haven't been any joke. I mean, that it's been hard, mm-hmm. um, you know. And I think what people have to understand is that, like, no, not a lot of people are operating at 100% efficiency right now. I mean, that's just we're human. Uh, it's not like the pandemic doesn't affect people and uh, doesn't have an impact. And, and so I think, you know, given everything, I'm really excited about the things that Webflow announced at No Code Conference, and I'm excited about what those will be. And I think people are going to have a lot of fun when they get a chance to, to get their hands on the product and, and really, uh, really give all those things a go. I know. I know. I'm excited, too. So. Yeah, I uh, I have really enjoyed chatting with you, Chris. You're just a lovely person and uh, so kind, and I appreciate your time. Oh well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, everyone I've met inside, uh, you know, that that works on Webflow, that's on all, all the various teams, like everyone's been amazing. Uh, but I mean, you you truly stand out as as one of my favorites. So <laughs> yeah, thank uh, you so much for, thank for you. taking the time. Yeah, I appreciate it. And uh, for the folks listening, I want to put links to JetBoost, Chris's Twitter, everything in the show notes. Go follow, go buy JetBoost. Uh, use it on your Webflow project. You will not regret it. You're going to be super happy. Um, and uh, keep your eye out for what's coming because it sounds like fun stuff from Chris and the team. So bye, everybody. Definitely. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to visualdev.fm. You can find us on your favorite social media platform at visualdev.fm. 